Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to another Pulse of Israel, Israel at War update from our beautiful Judean hills and our ancestral, biblical, eternal, and indigenous homelands, the Judean hills of the land of Israel. All right, quick update on what's going on with the war effort and then going into more deeper issues and including a huge bombshell of an issue. Huge. So in terms of the war efforts, uh, thankfully the IDF is continuing to do what it needs to do in Gaza. Again, mostly northern Gaza. Also, it's uh, starting, I've seen some reports of uh, fighting of on the north of the southern side of Gaza. And again, we're going after the Hamas strongholds. We're going after um, underground tunnels. We're trying to get rid of all of their rocket launchers that again, that we're finding in kindergartens, in schools, uh, in UNRWA buildings, all these places where Hamas basically used their citizens as human shields in order to do their evil in trying to attack Israel and Israeli citizens. Um, and obviously trying to get as much information to be able to find the the kidnapped innocent Israelis and foreigners, including toddlers and babies and mothers and grandmothers and everyone. So that is all continuing. What is not getting as much attention, actually, is the fact that every day almost we're also uh, being shot at by Hezbollah in the north and little by little doing surgical incursions taking out Hezbollah operatives um, up in Lebanon. I think as of now we've killed over 60 Hezbollah terrorists up in Lebanon and of course northern citizens who have uh, evacuated their homes they don't want to go up north until the Israeli army takes care of the whole Hezbollah threat across the border because they don't want Hezbollah coming and attacking and infiltrating and, and creating a massacre in their communities on the border or close to the border just like we experienced down south uh, outside of Gaza. So we're all waiting to see what's going to be happening. Maybe the IDF is waiting until it makes uh, a decent enough effort with, with Hamas in Gaza to then take some of those forces and send them up north, even though we have around, I guess, 100,000 forces up north, I don't know, but to send even more forces up north to finally take care of the threat of Iran and Hezbollah up in Lebanon and even Syria. But even more than that, while I've been telling you that in terms of policy, the army has not changed the policy for Judea and Samaria. Uh, the heads of the army and the heads of the intelligence are still uh, advising Israel to allow Arab workers from Judea and Samaria into Israel, even though we know from Gaza that they acted as spies and even as terrorists and even as civilian terrorists, even without guns, civilians and workers came in and uh, took part in the in the killing and the stealing and the whole massacre that took place. And, and yet here we have in Judea and Samaria leaders of the IDF and the intelligence who have not changed their mindset. And even because of what happened in from Gaza, they're still saying, no, 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 we have to let them in from, from Judea and Samaria in order that they have money, in order that they have jobs. Because if we don't let them have money and jobs, then they'll use terror against us. Guys, you, you can't wake up already. We already, that, that whole concept was proven horribly wrong from Gaza. So on the one hand, that still exists and we're still living with that m misconception, really evil, immoral misconception from the leaders of the army and the intelligence. On the other hand, the IDF is getting rid of terror strongholds in some of the main uh, Arab 
towns in Judea and Samaria, mostly Samaria, um, Janine. We've been doing things in Janine. We've been doing things in Calcilia. And all these communities are just minutes away from the main uh, number six highway in Israel and Israeli communities along the coast. Um, and these are cities with huge terror infrastructure that can in minutes attack all of Israel along the coast. So it is good to see that the IDF is going in heavily, heavily attacking these uh, terror strongholds in these cities of Janine and Kalkilia and some other places. But it's only a drop in the bucket because these cities are filled with guns. I mean, you just go to one of the, you just look at the pictures and the videos of the funeral services for any one of these terrorists that we're killing and you have hundreds of militants with guns shooting in the air. They're like, why don't we just kill them while they're at those funerals? They're all there out in the streets. Let's just get them already. But we're not doing that, and Israel is still being more surgical about it at this point in time. The day will come when we'll have to get rid of all of them, just like what we're doing in Gaza. Now for the bombshell news. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the very, very important work done by an organization called Honest Reporting, but they just came out with a bombshell report exposing how the uh, photographers who worked for CNN, the New York Times, AP, and Reuters were basically embedded with the Hamas terrorists during the massacre. That's how all those news outlets had those close-up pictures of the evil, brutal terrorists killing and live-streaming and of the kidnapping. They were all there, meaning they were all given the heads up to join Hamas in its massacre. And... AP, Reuters, New York Times, CNN. The question is, did they know about this? Did they know that their photographers and journalists are actual terrorists? Because if you are there embedded with Hamas during its terror, you are complicit to the terror. Not only that, there's uh, pictures of some of them with the leaders of Hamas, meaning from weeks ago, like pictures face to face, being one of them being kissed by one of the leaders who was responsible for organizing the horrible massacre. And then there are live streams of them talking about uh, how to do terror attacks and talking about Hamas terror attacks. They themselves are terrorists and they were employed by AP, Reuters, New York Times, and CNN. So this is a huge, huge bombshell, which right now the Israeli government is basically calling out these news networks, asking for clarification. Did you, were you given the heads up that your photographers and journalists were invited to join this massacre? Like, seriously, that's journalistic ethics? To join a massacre? To be there? They were out there, they were there at the fence to come into Israel. There are pictures of them crossing into Israel with Hamas. What, they were just there at six o'clock in the morning because they just happened to be there? No, Hamas told them to be there because journalists in the Palestinian Authority and Hamas areas are basically terrorists. They work for the terrorists. They're there. You can't get out the truth if you're a journalist and you work under a terror regime. Because if you get the truth out about these horrible terrorists and what they do, well then, they won't let you report from there. 
So the only the only journalists who will report from these areas are those who are compromised. And here we see compromised to the extent that they were invited to join in the massacre. And they were there taking photos of everything in the massacre. I think Reuters even had one of these horrendous, horrendous massacre pictures as like their picture of the month. But can you believe it? It's a picture of a month by one of their photojournalists who was given a heads up to join the massacre and then was part of the massacre and went in. In the massacre, you see pictures of them next to the, the Hamas terrorists killing people and kidnapping people. They were right there. They were part of the massacre. These are not journalists for some uh, blogs. This is AP, Reuters, New York Times, CNN. Like you're talking about people in these in these news organizations that should be fired, fired. This should like be totally change the way journalism is done from here on in. You think it'll make a difference? No, it won't make a difference. It won't make a difference. But this this is what we're dealing with, where the journal well you you can't trust what you're being told in the media about what goes on in Judea and Samaria or Gaza underneath Hamas or the Palestinian Authority because all these photojournalists are, whether they're compromised so they can't tell the truth or they're actually part of the enemy and they just lie. Like all of the statistics the world is being told about injured or killed Gazans, it's all coming from Hamas. This is the same Hamas that is proud of their massacre and says that they didn't kill any innocents and that they didn't kidnap innocents and that they didn't rape Israeli women and they didn't decapitate Israeli babies, which is all lies. And yet the world pushes out their messages. This is what Israel did. This is the amount of injured. This is the amount of dead. I mean, just yesterday I, I helped forward a, a video showing uh, some woman putting makeup on these children who lurk in Gaza who look dead and injured. That's what it's all about. It's all Pallywood. They fake everything. Like, yes, people are being killed. Yes, people are being injured. But most of the time, it's all Pallywood. They lie, lie, lie to manipulate the emotions of the Western world, to manipulate Israel and Israelis, manipulate Americans, Europeans, to manipulate their feelings, their emotions, so they can get sympathy, even though they are the evil ones. And you're talking about a campaign done over decades where... Our, our enemies, together with their part, right, our enemies, Hamas, Palestinian Authority, Qatar, Iran, where they've also brainwashed the world with billions of dollars of, of money into academia, into U.S. academia, European academia, where you have professors who've been teaching their, 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 their students for years that Islamic Jihad is fine and noble and Israel is evil. So you have students over the years who believe all that horrendous, horrendous lies, it's where now you have protests all over the world in support of Hamas, saying that they're freedom fighters and they had every right to brutally massacre, mutilate, decapitate, and burn innocent Israelis. Like, you understand how evil the situation is? We have normative people, they're not normal anymore. They're like, fine, with a baby being put in an oven because it was Hamas doing it against the Jews. And you see the growing protests on college campuses. This man in Los Angeles, a pro-Israel protester, was hit over the head by a Muslim convert. Right? He's a professor. He's a professor at some university. He also happens to be a convert to Islam. 
he bashed a pro-Israel uh, guy with a megaphone. He fell and died. He basically killed him, but he hasn't been arrested. Like, why? Why hasn't he? He killed a person for, for no reason, just because he disagrees with him. But he has Islam on his side. He's anti-Israel. So in the meantime, he's getting away with it. This is in Los Angeles. He was like questioned, but then released. The guy killed an innocent Jewish protester for standing up in support of Israel. Like, this is the evil that's going on in the Western world. You can't even trust the authorities to go after the evil and protect the innocent. City after city, college campus after college campus, you're just seeing a growth in this evil in the streets and people, be, people being beaten up, like Jews being beaten up. And again, I keep on telling you guys, it's not gonna get better. It's gonna get worse everywhere because this evil is growing, it's a cancer. You have it in Congress, for goodness sake. You have the squad, they're evil, they're evil. Believe it or not, one of, one of the most viral posts I ever made on Instagram, because I hardly use Instagram, because I'm mostly censored there for years, but I just made a post basically that was a picture of Elon Omar, and if I remember correctly, the, uh, the, the text on the picture was, I'm forbidden to open my mouth in my own country, right, meaning Somalia, right, she's a Somalia woman, she can't talk out against the horrors and the brutal regime of Somalia, right, that's forbidden, you'd be killed if you open your mouth, but then the text continues, but I'm allowed to open my mouth in America where I want America to turn into the place where I'd be forbidden to open my mouth, right, you get that? It's like the most viral post I've ever made. It's only in the thousands for me on Instagram because I hardly use it. But it really struck a chord because it's true. You have this squad and you have the progressive, really regressive community of America supporting the evil of Islam, basically allowing Islam to take over America, one college campus after, a after another, one city after another, to then have the evil of Islam be enforced in America, taking away the freedoms of Americans. It's like, it's insane. The progressive regressive mindset, it's self-destructive, it's suicidal. It's like the first victims, if and, if and when the Muslims take power in any American place, the first victims will be these stupid, useful, idiot progressives because the Muslims hate their values. They throw LGBTs off of, off of rooftops, right? It's like all the social progressive values of the progressive uh, world are antithetical and anti-Islam. So all these progressives who are championing the, the Islamic messages and the anti-Israel messages, they're going to be the first ones hurt when Islam becomes more powerful in America. And everyone must remember, this is the way Muslim Islam is. When they are a minority, they demand minority rights. When they become closer to being a majority, they get rid of minority rights in order to enforce Islamic Sharia law, taking away everyone's rights. 
So it's like all these progressive useful idiots standing up for the minority rights of Muslims, they're burying their own grave for the day when it comes. And just look at Europe, because it's happening in Europe. France, Germany, they're waking up late and realizing, oh my God, they're being overtaken from within. They let in a Trojan horse with the massive Muslim migration. And that's exactly what's going to happen in America. Just have people look at Europe. I don't know if it's stoppable in America. It's definitely not stoppable in Europe. I mean, I've, I've seen like Germany's thinking of deporting Muslims if they do certain things or say certain things. I don't know. But how, how successful are they going to be? And again, a democratic, a purely democratic system does not have the tools to take care of it because democracy is about the vote. It's about majority of the vote. Well, if you have enough of a core community, any politician will sell his soul in order to get those votes. And the Muslim community is a very core, strong uh, community. And they'll vote together for the politician that sells them what they want to hear and do. So democracy is, it's not built. I mean, you, you, you can't pass the laws today to take care of the evil in Islam if too many politicians, and in America you have the Democratic Party basically being sold to that progressive pro-jihadi Islam line, you're not going to get the votes to make the laws necessary to protect democracy. And they're also anti-democratic because it means taking away rights from someone. But that's the only way to protect America. If you realize that certain things are genocidal in nature and jihadi in nature about taking away those rights from Americans or from Europeans or or non-Muslims. So democracy has an inherent uh, problem in in how to protect itself from being overtaken from within by this jihadi Muslim uh, hostile takeover that all you have to do is look at England, Britain, uh, sorry, Britain, France, Germany. It's happening already. It's happening. And look how many mayors and politicians are now Muslims in those countries. And they play it as if they're nice progressives. But just look over time. They're there to fulfill a purpose. And it's not for the benefit of Britain. It's for turning Britain and France and Germany to be part of the Islamic caliphates. Because the caliphate is supposed to be one, which is supposed to rule the world, where everyone is supposed to be subjugated to Islam. That, that's the truth. And right now, the only one standing up to this evil, even though Israelis aren't doing, is, is Israel. Even though Israelis aren't doing it in order to stand up to the evils of, 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 of Islam, because too many Israelis and Jews don't get that yet. We're just doing it in order to save our lives. Right? I understand it, and I talk about it. And there's some other Israelis and Jews that understand it and talk about it. But the majority of Israelis and Jews, right now, they're just seeing it as if trying to protect our lives so that we don't get massacred like our fellow Israelis who were just massacred down south a month ago. All right, but again, I want to end with the positive. The positive is, and again, this is a positive uh, focus on the Jewish people. As this anti-Semitism is growing in America, many Jews who up until now were unaffiliated, unaffiliated, progressive, left politically, all of a sudden they're realizing they're alone. Their fellow friends and acquaintances on the progressive left spectrum are now outing themselves as total Jew-hating anti-Semites supporting Hamas. 
and they're all of a sudden realizing, oh my God, when it comes down to it, I'm a Jew. Like everyone's treating me like a Jew, even though I was running away from my Jewish identity. That's not me. I'm talking about so many American Jews. Like assimilation was so successful and so, and so many Jews were so successful in assimilating to be Americans and they ran away from their Jewish identity. All of a sudden they're realizing even people who I allied with, they're not letting me run away from my Jewish identity. They're, they, at the end of the day, they, they consider me a Jew. Doesn't make a difference that I'm pro-BLM. Doesn't make a difference that I'm, not me, but I'm talking about progressive Jews in America. Doesn't make a difference that I'm pro-LGBT, uh, right? All these Jews who like, they took all the, the, the politically correct values, social virtuing values, and were out in the streets, all of a sudden their peers are treating them like Jews. So, so many Jews are coming back to like their Jewish identity. Like I wish it was more than it is, but it's a process that's happening and that's a positive process. And again, all one has to look at is Jewish history. This is nothing new, right? King Solomon wrote about this, right? There is nothing new under the sun, right? In Kohelet. Jew hatred is Jew hatred is Jew hatred. You just look at Jewish history in Germany. German Jews were totally assimilated. They were so secular and so assimilated and successful in German society. And all of a sudden, Germany turned on the Jews to then brutally murder us and throw us into gas ovens. And go a little further back, you go to Spain, the golden age of the Jewish people of the Spanish of, of, of Spain. And then, meaning we were totally integrated, totally assimilated, and then it was the Spanish Inquisition. That was for religious reasons that Spain and the church turned on the Jews. And the Jews had to run away. And that's how Jews get, went all over the world because we had to run away. And those who faked it were then uh, brutally murdered under the, under the Spanish Inquisition, led by the church. So this is not anything new. Jews in every generation think they will escape the Jew hatred by integrating and assimilating and running away from the Jewish identity. But no, this is something eternal, like King Solomon said, nothing new under the sun. A Jew is not supposed to run away from his Jewish identity because nothing's going nothing's gonna to succeed. They're always going to treat you like a Jew. Again, the Nazis didn't just kill and murder religious Jews. They killed secular Jews and they killed any person who had a grandparent who was a Jew. Meaning people who had no clue they were Jewish but the Nazis had the records and they saw, oh, you have one grandparent, so you're still considered as bad blood because you have Jewish blood in you from a grandparent, we're killing you too, right? So a Jew can't run away from his Jewish identity. And unfortunately, too many Jews think they can, but in essence, our, our, our secret sauce to our survival is strengthening our Jewish identity. So my message to end this video for everyone is, if you're Jewish, no matter what religious level you're on, strengthen your Jewish identity. Can strengthen your connection with a Jewish community. Strengthen a connection with, your, with our Jewish traditions. I don't care what religious level you're on, but strengthening your Jewish identity in any shape or way, study Torah, connect with the Jewish community, start doing more good deeds. Uh, be a, it's not just about being a better person, but be a better person as being a proudly strong Jew, not running away from your Jewish identity. And obviously strengthen your connection to the Jewish state of Israel. We need you and we're here for you.
because as anti-Semitism is growing around the world and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse, my one plea to every fellow Jew is start making your plans to come move to Israel. No matter what our enemies do to us in Israel or how bad they do to us, we have an army to protect ourselves and we are one. We're one united unit here in this country, even with the disagreements, and we're here for each other. You just see the unbelievable good deeds going on. Uh, how many ultra-Orthodox Jews are joining the Israeli army right now? How many ultra-Orthodox Jews are doing good deeds and helping on, on the farming down south with the communities that don't have workers? And not just ultra-Orthodox, but all Jews, religious, secular. We're all working together. We're all helping one another. We're all cooking for one another. We're all housing each other in each other's homes because there are hundreds of thousands of Jews who have been evacuated from their homes from down south and up north. The amount of good deeds taking place in the Jewish state of Israel today within the Jewish people is phenomenal and it's a feeling of oneness of unity and of strength that we can only feel when we're here in our natural homeland our one and only homeland where Jews are supposed to live the just like the golden age of of Spanish Jewry ended just like the golden age of German Jewry ended we are witnessing the end of the golden age of American Jewry I was blessed to enjoy it back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Really, the, the most unbelievable years ever to be a Jew in America, of diaspora probably forever in any diaspora. But it's the diaspora, and it's coming to an end. Come home. Tell your family members, come home to Israel. It's time to say, thank you so much, America. Thank you, God, for the years I had living as a good Jew in America and the growth and unbelievable everything of Jewish life in America. But it's coming to an end. Don't know if it's going to end in five years, 10 years, 15 years, or next year. I have no clue. But you don't have to wait. You have a home to come back to. The Jewish state of Israel exists. And you can come join us today. So start making your Aliyah plans and join us. And again, I don't want people coming to Israel because they're running away from anti-Semitism. I want people coming home to Israel because it's home. If it's the anti-Semitism that gives you the kick in the pants to start making your plans to come home, then so be it. But come here because it is home. Signing off for another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homelands, the Judean Hills, in our biblical indigenous homeland land of Israel. If you are not yet a subscriber to my Pulse of Israel videos, go to pulseofisrael.com and click to subscribe. And if you like this video and want more people to see it, just click on the donate button on pulseofisrael.com so we can have the funds to help promote this video to be seen by many more people. Am Israel Chai. Great things are coming, guys. Unbelievable things are coming for the Jewish people and it's gonna be here in the land of Israel. So come, join us. Don't push off. Don't push off those plans. And if you're not Jewish, we have your back. We're fighting your fight of humanity against the evil that surrounds us in this world. So support us every way you can. And we are here supporting you being on the front lines of good versus evil. Shalom, everyone.